Hello and welcome to Walk by Faith with Diana. I'm Diana Abercrombie and I'm so excited that you're here. I can't wait to see where God takes us on this journey. My goal for this podcast is to dig into God's Word, allow the Holy Spirit to speak to us, and teach us how to apply His Word to our lives, and then turn around and help others in their faith walk. You know, Jesus said in Matthew 4.4, It is written that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. I don't think we can live it if we don't know it. I want us to dig into God's Word, pick the Scripture apart, and allow the Holy Spirit to teach us how to apply it in our lives. Again, thank you so much for being here with me. Let's start walking, shall we? and welcome to another podcast episode of Walk by Faith with Diana. I hope you've had some great experiences in the Lord since we last met. Today we're going to be spending some time in 2 Chronicles chapter 20 and we're going to be talking about our first reactions. There is no doubt that we are all going to have a first reaction to something. Whatever's going on in our lives, there will most likely be a first reaction of some sort. The thing is, if that first reaction is not a godly reaction, or if it's going to keep us in a place that would not bring us closer to God, or if it causes us to completely lose our focus on the Lord and stay in our emotions, then the good news is we don't have to stay in that first reaction. We can step outside of our emotion and turn to God. Scripture gives us so many great examples of how we can redirect our focus and not stay in a bad place mentally and emotionally. Of course, Satan always wants us to stay in a bad place mentally and emotionally, but God doesn't. So today we're going to focus on the first four verses in Second Chronicles chapter 20. Let me just say that this chapter has been a go-to chapter for me for many years now, and I share it with others as often as I can when they're going through a particularly rough time in their lives. It's packed full of those helpful little truth nuggets that we can tuck away in our minds and in our hearts to help pull us out of those pits that we so often find ourselves getting trapped in. I honestly believe I could park in this chapter for days. There's so much in it. But for now, we will focus on verses 1 through 4. Before we dive in, let's pray. I really want the Holy Spirit to show us something new and exciting from His Word, and I honestly believe that He has something very special for us today. Let's pray. Lord, thank You so much for allowing us to come together today and study Your Word. Please take away all distractions and help us focus only on You and what You would have us hear today. Help us realize that in you, we can choose to step outside of our emotions and turn our attention to seek help from you, as Jehoshaphat did in 2 Chronicles chapter 20. Help us understand that we can only find lasting peace, Lord, in you. Thank you for your word. Thank you for the cross. Thank you for caring about our emotions and our everyday lives, those things that would distract us every day. Thank you for caring about those things that would cause our emotions to be all over the place. Thank you for verses like Philippians 4, 8 that help us change our focus and help us think things that are true and honest, just and pure, lovely and of good report, virtuous and praiseworthy. 
all of those things that will always bring us back to you, Lord. I pray for each person listening to this podcast today. You know where they are emotionally. You know what's going on in their lives. You know what is going to happen in their lives. Give them tools, Lord, today to help them focus on you and not on whatever situation is going on in their lives. Help us, Lord, as we dig into your word today and begin our study in Second Chronicles chapter 20. Holy Spirit, please show us something new today. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Now, depending on what's happening in our lives, our first reaction can be one of many emotions. It can be fear. It can be anger. It can be frustration. It can be hurt. It can be one of panic, or it can create complete chaos in our minds. The truth is, our first reaction is not always the best. So what do we do? How do we redirect? How do we go from fear or whatever the emotion is to one of strength and courage? Scripture says in Joshua 1.9 that we are to be strong and courageous, that we are not to tremble or be dismayed, for the Lord our God is with us wherever we go. Now, we quote that scripture often, and it is a powerful scripture to remember when we're afraid. It's helped me refocus so many times over the years. Today, I want us to look at a few things that we can do to help that scripture come alive in our lives. Things that we can do to help us be strong and courageous, even in circumstances that would dictate we stay in fear and emotion. In God, there's always another way. In God, we have peace. In God, we can find courage. In God, we are never alone. And I am so grateful for that. For many, many years, I had a tendency to stay in my first reaction much longer than I needed to. I would stay angry. I would stay hurt. I would play whatever the scenario was over and over and over in my head to the point that I just completely lost focus of my walk with Jesus and I was miserable. I would surround myself with people who would constantly talk about whatever had my emotions in such an uproar. All I could see, all I could think about, all I could focus on was whatever was bothering me. Whatever had happened to hurt me, anger me, or make me afraid is what I talked about nonstop. And so that's all I ever thought about. I just could not let it go. That, my friend, is exactly what Satan wants us to do. He wants us to become so angry, so afraid, so frustrated, and so hurt that we stop looking for Jesus in whatever's going on. Not only are we not looking for Jesus, we don't really even want to see Jesus because we would be forced then to feed something other than our emotions if we sought Jesus. And for many years, I played into that. One night, I heard Joyce Meyer speaking on Second Chronicles chapter 20, and the Holy Spirit stirred my heart so strongly that I had to start studying that chapter. And oh my goodness, it has been a life changer for me. I totally believe that you too will get some amazing little truth nuggets from this chapter that will help you refocus when your circumstances would cause you to go through every emotion imaginable and keep you from focusing on the Lord. Satan never wants us to focus on the Lord, so he takes every opportunity to stir our emotions against God. Let's read 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verses 1-4. through 4. 
Now it came about after this that the sons of Moab and the sons of Ammon, together with the, some of the Meonites, came to make war against Jehoshaphat. Then some came and reported to Jehoshaphat, saying, A great multitude is coming against you from beyond the sea, out of Aram, and behold, they are in Engedi. Jehoshaphat was afraid and turned his attention to seek the Lord and proclaimed a fast throughout Judah. So Judah gathered together to seek help from the Lord. They even came from all the cities of Judah to seek the Lord. Okay, let's break those verses down because there's so much in those verses. In verse 1, there were three armies coming to wage war against Jehoshaphat. Something huge was coming against him. Now, how many times in our own lives are we confronted with a situation that is much bigger than we are? A situation that is so scary or so unsettling that we're tempted to run. We don't want to face it. We just want to hide. We have no idea what to do or how to handle things. This is what was happening with Jehoshaphat. Verse 2 tells us that some, so there was more than one person, came and reported to Jehoshaphat that a great multitude was coming against him. Let's look at that for a second. Three armies were coming for Jehoshaphat, and there were multiple people in his ear reminding him of how big his problem was. Don't we have those people in our lives, those well-meaning people who constantly remind us of the problem we are facing instead of pointing us to the only one who can fix the problem, instead of reminding us of the only one bigger than the problem we're facing? Those people who are always telling us that we have every right to feel whatever emotion we're in at that moment. I often wonder if we realize how we are influenced by the words that we're listening to and saying. So often we can't get out of the emotion of whatever's happening because we surround ourselves with people who feed the emotion instead of starving the emotion. That's why it's so important to go to God, dig into God's word and pray when our emotions are trying to run away with us. He's the only one that can really give us another perspective. This is what was happening to Jehoshaphat. This is what he was hearing. A great multitude is coming against you from beyond the sea. They even told him where they were coming from and where they were at that moment. Notice that their focus was completely and totally on the problem, and that's all they brought to Jehoshaphat, the problem laced with their own fear and frustration, which he so easily could have stayed in. They were afraid, so they were speaking out of their fear. We so often do the same thing. We are hurt or angry, and we refuse to step outside of that. We make a choice to stay in our emotion. When we do that, we cannot have God's peace. Jehoshaphat had to decide where he was going to park. We all tend to park somewhere when these situations present themselves in our lives. We sometimes park in our emotions. We sometimes park in the conversations we have with others. We sometimes park in some kind of zone out place in our minds and try to ignore what's happening, just hoping it will go away. But we must choose to park somewhere. Jehoshaphat had to decide where he was going to park. He had to choose where he was going to allow his thoughts and his emotions to stay or park. He had to choose what he was going to look at and focus on. We have to do the same thing. 
When we're faced with situations in our lives that cause us great fear, anger, hurt, or pain, or when we're blindsided by a situation and we're not even sure where it came from, we must decide to whom we are going to run. Where are we going to allow our thoughts to park? We often think we have no choice. But as Christians, we do have a choice. Let's look at what Jehoshaphat did. Let's look at what he chose in the middle of this disastrous situation. In verse 3, we are told that Jehoshaphat was afraid. That was his first reaction, fear. Often our first reaction is fear, anger, or hurt. And many times we do have every right to feel those emotions. But in Jesus, we are free not to stay in those emotions. Jehoshaphat had three armies coming against him. And he had more than one person constantly reminding him that there was a great multitude coming to wage war against him. Looking at it from that perspective, I can certainly see why he would be afraid. He was only hearing about the problem and how big it was. He was surrounded by people who were keeping him focused on the problem. In that moment, he had to make another choice. He had to choose to focus on the Lord. What was he going to turn to? Fear or the Lord? What are we going to turn to in those moments? Fear or the Lord? When hard things happen in our lives and all we're hearing is how big the problem is, we must decide what we're going to focus on. We can continue to listen to how horrible the situation is and become completely overwhelmed, or we can seek God in the situation. He says he will never leave us, and he walks with us. He's the only one who can calm the storms in our lives. He's the only one who can help us take captive every thought to the obedience of Christ, as 2 Corinthians 10.5 says. Our situation may not change, but he calms the storm within us, whether or not he calms the storm outside and all around us. Jehoshaphat chose to turn his attention from the storm. He chose to turn his attention away from those reminding him of how awful the situation was. He chose not to look at the great multitude coming at him. And he turned to God. Verse 3 says he was afraid and turned his attention to seek the Lord. Don't miss that. He could have stayed in the presence of those who were feeding his fear. He could have joined in with them as they talked about how awful everything was. But he chose to turn his attention away from them to seek the Lord. We must do the same. We must make a choice to turn away from those people and things that would keep us focused on the bad and turn to the Lord. I love that it says he turned his attention to seek the Lord. That always reminds me that it can be a process. He turned his attention from the fear he was feeling in his first reaction. That was step one in the process. He sought help from the Lord. That was step two in the process. Now, let's look at the last part of verse 3. He proclaimed a fast throughout Judah, and that was step 3 in the process. He called on people to help him seek God and focus on God after he turned his attention to seek help from the Lord first. That's huge. It's so important that we go to God first. It's so important that we turn away from all the crazy and run to God. 
Once we've gone to God, He will show us others that will help us pray and walk through whatever we're facing. He will put us on the hearts of those who will pray for us and with us. Those who will point us back to God when our emotions would have us stay in fear or anger or hurt. He will send those people to us who will give us a word that could only come from Him at that particular moment. Only God can do that, and He always does that when we seek Him first. We can choose to focus on how bad the situation is. We can choose to continue listening to those people only feeding our fear and anxiety. But if we do, then we will stay in those emotions. We will stay in those emotions that never bring peace, and we will always be miserable. That is exactly where Satan wants us to stay. Satan does not want us to turn our attention and seek help from the Lord. He knows that when we begin focusing on Jesus in our situation, then we get God's peace and we get the victory. John 16:33 tells us that in that in Jesus we have peace. In the world, we have trouble, but in Jesus, we have peace. We are told to take courage because Jesus has overcome the world. We can't find peace in our emotions. We will never be able to find peace in our emotions. They fluctuate back and forth too much. We can only find peace in Jesus. All of Judah had been called to fast in verse 3. They were being called to come together and focus only on the Lord and what he could do. That is exactly what they did in verse 4. It's so important that we call on those people who will focus on the Lord with us and for us if need be. There are times when we're walking through a situation that is so hard, that is so hurtful. We, we find it very challenging to focus on the Lord in those times. And we can't even think about what he might be doing in that situation. So we need people to focus for us and not go back to telling us how bad our situation is. We need those people in our lives who will focus on the Lord for us and then push us back to focusing on the Lord too in our situation. In verse 4, Judah gathered together to seek help from the Lord. They all came together and sought the Lord with Jehoshaphat. The people of Judah did not constantly remind him of how many armies were coming. They did not remind him of how scary the situation was. They helped him seek the Lord. They helped him pray. They all came together and sought help from the Lord. That is so powerful. They sought the Lord together. They all chose to focus on the Lord. I love that. As we close today, Let's realize that we don't have to stay in our first reaction. We can acknowledge whatever the first reaction is, whether it's fear, anger, hurt, confusion, whatever it is. We can acknowledge that it's there because it is there. But then we can turn our attention away from that first reaction to seek help from the Lord and then call on our godly mentors, friends, and teachers to help us pray through whatever the situation is and see what God is doing. Help us see what God will do and what God might want us to do. Let's surround ourselves with people who will help us seek the help of the Lord when we're in a tough place in our lives.
That's our challenge for this week. Let's choose to step out of that first reaction and call on the Lord for help. Now, next week, we'll be continuing in 2 Chronicles chapter 20, beginning in verse 5, and see where the Lord takes us there. This chapter has so, so much in it. I can't wait to get started. Thank you for being with me today. Don't forget to visit my website at www.walkbyfaithwithdiana.com. Please continue to listen to the podcast, download them, and leave some reviews for me. Our podcasts are now on Apple Tunes, iHeartRadio, and Stitcher, among some other sites. And I would love for you to email me your prayer requests at walkbyfaithwithdiana at gmail.com. And you can access all of this on my Facebook page. Know that I will be praying for you this week, and I ask you to lift me up as well. Again, thank you so much for joining me today, and God bless you as you continue to walk by faith and not by sight.